This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. And it's week four. It's time to get some fantasy going. It's time to make some money. It's time for Moneyline. It's time for my partner in grind, the statistician at Josh Jordan 975, which is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Crazy stuff happening this week, man. But we're, we got you guys covered. We're going to get to everything. What do I do with this guy? We just saw some breaking news here about this Chiefs Patriots game. So we'll get into that in just a bit. Just a bit, but first let's get to the man behind the glass. Tyler Sitos, what I know him as. I, Tyler Drew Scott is where you can find him on Twitter. Tyler keeping us in line for the next few hours because it's going to be hectic. Like you said, so much news is breaking as we speak. Uh, I guess questions being answered as far as what happens on Monday night. Uh, a football fan's dream. Now we're going to have a doubleheader. We're going to get into a little bit of everything. 713-780-3776. You know how it goes for the next two hours. This is time that you can get any questions off your chest as far as who do I start on my team now we try to keep it I guess uh, strictly to to don't do no dynasty questions or what do I do here or there more of hey this question is what I have as far as starting because it it usually pertains to someone else's team usually we have the same name popping up one a few weeks ago it was John U. Smith just kept popping up and I wonder who it's going to be this weekend but again if you have questions 713-780-3776 we will have a start them sit them question uh I guess segment where you can go ahead and just fire them off so so be ready to call. Get ready for these bets because I have plenty of them. I have a lot of totals. What are your thoughts going into this, man, with all this news going on? Oh, man, it's it's a lot to keep up with, right? And I guess we'll get into that breaking news right now. It looks like the Patriots-Chiefs game is going to happen on Monday, 6 o'clock Central Time. So we're going to have two games for Monday Night Football and two pretty good games, actually. A football fan's dream, right? That's what you want. A, a degenerate heart, uh, I guess, finds a place on a Monday night. And two games to bet on instead of one. Two games to lose money on, you know, to try to play catch up. I know how it goes out there. Someone saying, man, I'm going to find myself in that predicament. Again, 713-780-3776. How do you feel about everything going on? Because we spoke about it before the show, Josh. And it's, it's like, man, I hate having to open up the show with, with COVID talk again. I know. He here we are again, though, but if you're not aware of what's going on, there's been some positive or false positives in that case. It's now, okay, we're past the, the Patriots news, right? Uh, somewhat. We're, we're past, okay, we're completely past the Titans Steelers. Yes. Now, what do we do as far as going forward with these other teams? Because last night, before I went to sleep, there was a, a false positive on the Saints. We didn't know what it was. I woke up this morning. They say it's, it's, it's false. Game on. But like I asked you before the show, what do we do with games on Monday night if this keeps happening? What if it happens tomorrow? It's, it's a big concern because they rescheduled it, right? But what if another player 
pops up with the test tomorrow on the Patriots. You know, what if that happens? You know, we know with COVID, sometimes it fakes, it takes a few days, right? So if that happens, this is what we're doing in my league. And if you're playing in a league where you actually know your commissioner, right? He's a real person. You can email him or her. What we do is we're going to say, hey, I'm going to, like, I'm in this situation. I have Kelsey on my team. So I'm worried, hey, what if that game doesn't happen on Monday night? Well, what I'm doing is is I go to the waiver wire, and I'm picking up a tight end to put as a backup. So if that guy, even his game might be today, but if we get to Monday and the Chiefs game doesn't happen, I will still get the points from that tight end's game today. But the only reason why that's fair is I have to let my, my commissioner know Ahead of time. So I emailed him before kickoff today at noon. I, I picked up Schultz from the Cowboys. Now, you have to have a responsible commissioner right. for this. He might be hungover right now. Yes. You're hitting him up with, with some strange idea. He, he's asking, what in the hell's going on right now? You need to go back to sleep. So it requires a, a responsible and also communication because you don't want to be that guy that no, some one dude in your league doesn't know. It goes down, and you happen to win, and then you know it's going to be a mess. So yeah, yeah, Put it on the message board in black and white in print for everybody to see these are your options and then basically all the commissioner does is after the you know the games play for the week and say you know say the chiefs don't play then he puts schultz in my lineup and i get the points he got in the cowboys game now you got to make it clear though that it's not it's 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 if the one guy doesn't play not if schultz ends up outscoring right because you know that's going to be another curveball again you have two hours to get this I guess settled because we don't know as of right now games on, but what if we, I mean, we're dealing with false, false positives. What if we doing with uh, false negatives? What if, I mean, what? Cam dude, I mean, we don't know when he caught it, right? If he caught it before the game and he's in the huddle, basically yelling in guys faces, calling out plays, how's somebody not going to catch it? So it makes me think maybe he caught it after that game. Yeah. I was listening to uh, Mike Lombardi. He, his son, I guess, is a part of the organization that he said that, I mean, he had more intel of the, the inside of how it worked. He said they were scared at first him and his wife, but the way that it's been broken down, they were more scared around anyone that Cam was around in that huddle. Just exactly what you said. All those guys were extremely scared saying, man, I was, I was around him and they say he's real hands on the way he is. It's, you start thinking, okay, how long can we go before this becomes a problem? Because the NFL came out today, this morning after all this, and says, hey, I know that the news is crazy right now, but we still have to consider this somewhat of a success for the amount of tests that have been done. Now the league's talking about coming down on the Titans with some, I guess, violations money-wise. They're even talking about draft picks because they're saying that they were a little bit uh, too easy on, on the way they were doing things with masks. Well, clearly, because we're seeing a ton of tests from them. And that's why I think it's important now to to make these changes in your fantasy league and make this the new protocol, because this is going to continue to happen. You know what I mean? So you need to have some rules in place to to counter this stuff. Or you need to decide we're not. We're just going to play it out. Whoever you start, if they play, they play. If they don't, they don't. Buy or beware. You know, you need to make up your decision now. But this is going to continue to happen. And we talked about this before the show, how crazy this week has been. Yeah, I have a buddy that has James Conner on his team. He's got Patrick Mahomes. He's got Rex Burkhead. You know, <laughs> like, you know, he's got all these guys where he's like, crap. You know, and he's having to pick guys up off the waiver wire that are kind of garbage because that's why they're out on the waiver wire not knowing if these games are going to happen. But my point is, is we haven't even gotten to the bye weeks yet. 
You know, imagine when games are getting postponed and it's a bye week to where you already have two or three guys on your team that aren't going to play that week. And then somebody comes down with COVID. This isn't going to get any easier. And it's going to be harder for teams, too, that are on a bye. And then all of a sudden they can't change gears. Hey, uh, you're playing this week. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, it's easier to tell them, hey, you're going to be off this week. But the reverse of that. I would. I don't think that the NFL could actually make that happen. <laughs> Man, I got a plane ticket. What are you talking about? Yeah, the dudes are going on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Like the Chiefs got. Now check it out. The Chiefs play on Monday supposedly. Then they'll go Sunday, and then they got Thursday. So now you're talking about the Chiefs got three games in ten days. That's that can't be good. No, right? I mean that can't be good. Now I saw last night on Pro Football Talk that there's multiple, and they said it's a, a group of owners saying that they're down to make this a 12-game season and let's go to a bubble and let's finish this off that way because they're getting scared that basically you're, they're showing their hand. If you're an owner right now, you're like, all right, all right, all right. This might not work. We have to salvage this. Let's save it. Let's start throwing out other ideas. That's been thrown out there, and it's multiple owners have come out and said, Let's make this a 12-game season, and let's go to a bubble for the, for the last whatever remaining of it. Yeah, make guys stay in hotels, right? Why haven't they been making guys stay in hotels from the beginning? That seemed like a, an easy decision to make. And that's where it starts. But, okay, so the Titans-specific situation. Eight players this week, 10 overall this season. But the investigation is being focused on Titans outside linebacker, linebacker coach Shane Bowen. He's, he's the first one in the organization to contact it. So now it's not even a matter of... An actual player specifically, now you're going to have to trace that that coach. It's hard enough keeping track of these players, yes. right? Now it's we're, we're having to play daycare with all these guys. Well, we've seen these coaches, Jerry. Like, they're on the sideline. They're getting fined because they don't want to wear their masks. Do you think they act that way out in public? Probably. Even probably worse. Not, yeah, they're probably not wearing their masks there either. So what are you going to do? I mean, you see Andy Reid... <laughs> fogging up the house. I saw that it's 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 changed since week one. But if he can do it, you think that guy can breathe well under there? You think he, that week one he could see well? You know, it's, yeah. That's you know, I was talking to one of my buddies on the way in. You know, we're seeing it in politics now, right? With Trump and all these Republicans getting it. Is that pressure going to start being put on the NFL that that we're seeing? You know, all these extra tests and all these people coming down with it. Are they going to get pressure politically, the NFL, because of this? These are some crazy things that you have to consider when you're, A, betting on these games and when you're managing your fantasy football team. So the rules is you have to have at least two consecutive days of, this, of, the, of the negative results, right? So then what happens, though, we're, we're dealing with these false positives. And what if it is false positive again? We saw that golf in golf, the one golfer that – it took him a whole week. They took him out of the tournament, and then later on he went and looked for third, fourth opinions in, in that fourth and fifth or whatever it was. The back end of it were the ones that said, no, you're all right. Then he comes back, and they said, actually, yeah, you're all right. Get in there. Get in there. And that's oh, what wait, he did. Wait, wait, yes, no. That's yes. what I'm saying. You can't. <laughs> what happens when we get to the playoffs? Okay, right now it's all, I guess we could say fun and games. Some teams that are 0-3 are saying this is all but fun and games right now, Bo. Yeah. But when we get, let's say, to, to the final week of the season, whatever week we end up ending the season on, what happens when it, it's a false positive on Mahomes or somebody in Mahomes' family? Let's say someone real close to him, yep. fiancé, you know, what do we do? Man, you've you got to wrap your quarterback in bubble wrap. You know, that's my opinion. You know, Ra- the, hashtag wrap you, it up. Yes, man, wrap him up because 
they're too important to lose. I mean, even the Patriots, they don't have Cam this week. That, that's a big loss for them. I, remember, we talked about, uh, and it's, it was Arians that said that he was going to have separate quarterback rooms. Now you're seeing the last thing you want to do is see cluster. We talk about cluster injuries, cluster COVID I guess, exemption list or whatever they're called, you don't want to see your linebacker group going down. You don't want to see your quarterback group go down. Who's going to go out there? That's the, It's going to happen. I saw a number over 25% of NFL starters are out right now. Think about that. Twenty <laughs> Over 25% of the starters in the NFL are currently out. There's a backup in place of them starting. Okay. And it's, we've only gone through and three games. Ten of those guys are probably 49ers. <laughs> Good point. That, too. So, it's like, what happens if we had to guess right now, where do we, where do we guess we are in six weeks from now? Man, it's going to be – this is one of those years where the waiver wire is going to be so important for fantasy. And you're going to be looking at the injury reports until the last second, even more than you do right now. The crazy times. But you know what? We have football, Jerry. You know, that's the thing. We're here. We have football. This is what we wanted. This is what we're going to have to deal with. And that's okay. You know, I'll deal with a little bit of this as long as we get to sit on Sundays and watch football. Watch football, one thing. I'll deal with this as long as we can bet football. And as long yeah. as we can bet football, it's going to happen at mybookie.ag. Why? Because if you're a new guy and you're just listening to us for the first time, shame on you, first off. But second, hey, you get free money to start this little endeavor, this adventure that you do here on every single Sunday on Moneyline. You're going to deposit. Say you're a small better and you're saying, man, I just want to start with 100 bucks." Well, now you have 200 bucks. Now you have bullets to fire, and that's what you need in this game. You need space to work. It's, it sucks to go up there with 100 bucks and feel timid on a game, and then you lose that game, and then your next three win. You won't have that problem if you take advantage using promo code RADIO. And I'm going to give you your first bet. You're going to go, and you're going to find Austin Eckler, and you're going to click on Austin Eckler receptions over five today. I saw it at four and a half last night. I can't give you something last night. Now it's at five. I still like it at five. I think Austin Eckler, the way that game plays out, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't stop the run. They create pressure. I think uh, Herbert's got to get rid of the ball. 15 targets in the last two games for Eckler. His, I mean, all he has to do is, is catch five. I believe that his high percentage of, you know, passes to the running back or way. When you see targets to a receiver, it's different than targets to a running back. Those are usually catchable balls. Give me the over on Eckler. Uh, five receptions. And again, you only do it at my bookie using promo code radio, promo code radio. You're going to get a hundred percent deposit bonus. And you're going to start gambling today with money line on ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. We are in studio getting you ready for, I guess, the turmoil to come. Hopefully, we can get you on the right side of gambling and fantasy. And we're going to start it like this. Let's jump right in to these games. Let's do it, Jerry. All right. Why don't we start with our Houston Texans? Because we've had some a lot of news, right? Old Billy O'Brien is going to be calling the plays again. What was your favorite Tim Kelly moment through the three weeks? 
<laughs> we knew this was coming, though. We, we, we always referred to it as how long is the, I don't want to even say leash, but I would always say how long is the string, you know, that he has him on? How long does he let him dangle in front of him before he cuts it and says, you know what, I'm, I'm taking back over? And then you say, well, you could see him saying that at one point or another if it's been successful in the past, but I'm not sure that you can call Bill O'Brien the play caller successful by any means. So here we go back to square one. What changes? What improves? What needs to be improved? What from schematically? What changes here? I'm not sure what they're going to do here because I know a lot of the problem has been the lack there time of for I guess a uh, time in the pocket for Watson or or him holding the ball too long. What changes now? Because we saw that they they pushed the narrative. He's getting rid of the ball quicker. Do you need a different play caller to call run, run, pass? I mean, it feels like that's what they do, right? <laughs> First down, hand it to David Johnson. He maybe gets you a yard. They do it again. And notice all their runs are like straight up the middle. You know, where are all the outside runs? You know, those aren't very successful hardly ever. And I love the timing of this, too. Bill O'Brien's going to look like some kind of play-calling genius because you're playing the stinky Vikings defense. And look what you had to go up against the last couple weeks with the Ravens and the Steelers. Like, that's a, those are hard teams to get offense against. And then O'Brien's going to take over and look like some genius because he's going against the Vikings' terrible defense. You know that's coming, right? Yeah, I got a feeling. Let's jump into exactly that because I do have a feeling this is a blow-up spot. This is a big moment for the Texan season. I always say, what did we learn thus far? I don't think that we learned very much from the Texans. You can't move them up or down too far in your, I say, power rankings, I guess, to just because the way they played in those first three games. Did you expect maybe a little bit more against the Steelers for the totality of four quarters? Yes. Yeah. Um, But you also didn't expect them to come out in that first half like that either. Now, if you spread out those plays throughout the game, you could say, Hey, that's what I expected throughout the game. So in all reality, they, I guess, met the expectations we had on this specific show. If you go back last week, we called it 28-20, 28-21. We said it, we didn't expect it was going to come in the first half by any means. But <laughs> no. if you spread that out throughout the four quarters, that's what we were getting at around that, I guess, productivity. Now coming into this week, I think things are a little bit more clear. Last week, it was more, can can Watson get rid of the ball? We know the Steelers create pressure at the highest rate. Okay, let's put that aside. What do we know now? And that's what we get when gambling. Question marks and and answers. And and you start with everything that's known, and then you you leave the answers on the outside. What's known on this? That the Vikings, they struggle on the back end. The defensive backs, they can be beat. We know that they don't create pressure at all. Okay? Bottom five. So... What does that do with Watson for this particular matchup? Makes me like Will Fuller a lot. Believe it or not, I think this is a David Johnson week. If you're playing DFS, I think he's a nice value. I think David Johnson has a nice game. I think Deshaun has a huge game. They're playing at home. There's actually going to be some fans there for the first time this season, so maybe a little bit of a home field advantage for the Texans. So David Johnson was actually... I know his numbers have been bad the last couple of weeks, but he's actually looked okay. You know, he's had some jump cuts. He's looked okay. I think he'll actually have some room to run this week. And I think with O'Brien, he's going to call some runs. The Vikings defense has given up over 130 rush yards and a touchdown in each of the first three games. In each of them. Yep. This has to be a spot for him, if ever. Yeah, if not now, then when? You say Fuller. I think this is a complete spot for him. This 
it makes perfect sense. A defense that is young, that's what I've been handicapping against them all year. Yeah. I had them, I mean, I've gone against them every single week. Or, or actually, I laid off because everyone was on the Titans last week, and I thought it was, it was phony the way the Titans were favored. Yep. Either way, Will Fuller can get behind these guys. This, if, if Will Fuller can't get behind these guys, then I don't know what we're going to do out here. You say time. That's what you need when Will Fuller has to get down the field. This is a Will Fuller blow-up spot. I run a lot of, uh, I guess, projections. I have a lot of different algorithms that, I, I mean, I'm subscribed to everything from Roto-Grinders to, to establish the run, every single thing. I mean, I got probably six or so. I play I pay more in fantasy football and gambling subscriptions than I do in cable, probably, <laughs> straight up. I got all the best ones, and I'm telling you, Will Fuller, pops up on there out of four out of the six optimizers i use will fuller is a top five receiver this week so take it for what you want but these optimizers got them boosting they do this is the week to fire on the texans i'm telling you what do we think from a gambling angle you know this one it it, it opened at four texans favor looks like it's down to three and a half now for me on some websites you can actually you know buy a point buy a half point where you pay a little more juice for me i feel a little more comfortable at the texans minus three so that that's I fired a, a pretty hefty bet, at least for me, on the Texans minus three. I, I just worry maybe there's a late cover or something fluky happens. And we we talked about this last week with the Texans. We're worried that they score 20, 21 points each week. I don't think that's going to be the case against the Vikings defense. I think they get going. I mean, they're 0-3 if they don't play better this week. It's not going to get much easier. There's, I know they play Jacksonville, but they also have the Titans and the Packers coming up on the schedule. I mean, they could be sitting at one and six if they don't win today. I think they win today. This is a huge step back in competition. Again, bottom two sack rate, 2.8% sack rate, 2.8. Bottom four and quarterback hits, 11%. They don't even get to the quarterback. That's the one thing that we worry about whenever you talk about watching this. You're holding the ball too long. What's going to happen? If if that's not an issue, then I think there's going to be field for him to play with. I like the Texans team total. I think the Texans win this game. I do too. What do we think about on the other side of the field? I like Dalvin Cook today. I think as long as the game script doesn't take them out of it to where they get really far behind, I think we've seen the Texans struggle against the run. I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a nice game. This is what's crazy about Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings. He leads the league in yards before contact 3.3 he's he's three yards over three yards past the line of scrimmage on average before there's contact you know who is on the bottom side of that the texans Texans. okay they're a bottom three team so expect him to get not necessarily to that second level but have speed and and not have anyone obstructing him before he gets to that three yard mark on average and then right there if you're not tackling correctly He's a player that can beat you on the second level. Look for big runs from Dalvin Cook today, averaging around three and a half to four and a half yards a carry. I mean, he's a hundred yards today in the end zone once or twice. Oh, I think so. And I mean, remember who's running that offense? It's Gary Kubiak. And we did a sports mat video the other day. Like, wouldn't it be ironic if Gary Kubiak, and remember Dom Capers is a defensive uh, coach on that staff as well. So if two of the former Texans head coaches came and, and won in Houston today, knocking O'Brien to 0-4, like, could that be the, the spark that maybe leads to O'Brien finally being, you know, outed out of Houston? That would be crazy. And you'd have to think about it. If they go 0-4 to start the season – I mean that's and that's a bad look too with Kubiak coming in and just handing it to you. So have they ever gone zero and four? I I mean I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe I know they went zero and three in twenty eighteen, and then they reeled off a bunch of games in a row after yeah, that. I don't I know, know I mean, about zero and four. 
at least not recently, not under O'Brien, that's for sure. I feel like they always at least win one, like either the home opener or the like one of the first two games of the season. Yeah. But I'll look on that. I'll yeah, check on check that. Check that out. But, I mean, in this division, that's the thing, right? It's hard to go 0-4 because you got the Jags twice a year and the Titans have only become good recently. So, I don't know. This is a curious one for me. I wonder if Texans fans are kind of torn here. Do they kind of want to see them lose so that maybe if, if they lose, they're probably out of the playoffs, don't you think, Jerry? Like 0-4, your percentage of making the playoffs is almost non-existent. Let's open it up. 713-780-3776. Is this a blessing in disguise for the Texans, or do you say, man, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to see Watson sacrifice any of any game in his career just for the benefit of O'Brien, but at this point you're sacrificing him you're sacrificing him as we talk by any time that O'Brien throws on that headset, any time that he represents the Texans organization, you're sacrificing another game of Watson. That's exactly what's going on here. And now he's taking over the play calling duties. Is it a blessing in disguise? Do you want him to fail in a sense? Say they do lose today or for whatever reason they go on for. And now you say, okay, the season's pretty much done. 0-4, 0-4, 0-8, 0-9, who cares? At least we'll have a high draft pick next yeah, year. Oh, wait. You... No, we don't have a first or second round pick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> say you get 0-8, they got to let them go at that point, right? I mean, what, what do they do? So at what point do you say, hey, this season's over? Now it's a now it's a matter of getting rid of O'Brien. That's what I want to know because that's that's where we are right now. You know, I hate that that's a society where, like, whenever President Trump got sick and then everyone's like, yeah, man, I hope he – and you're thinking, dude, at this end of the day, love him or hate him, the dude got COVID. Okay, yeah, he's still a person. Exactly. Like yeah. that's where we are right now. That's where we are with the Texans right now. Like you know what? Sacrifice Watson for right now. O'Brien's got to go. But look at this schedule, Jerry. So if they, if they do somehow lose to the Vikings today, they're zero and four, right? Next week they play the Jags here. They're probably winning that one. So one and four. The next week at the Titans, they could easily lose that game, right? Mm-hmm. One and five. Next week, they play the Packers after that. One and one six. Is six. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if we're sitting at one and six, I mean, we've got to really talk about getting rid of O'Brien at that point. Yeah, I think that might be the breaking point. Yeah. One and six. One and six. In 2000, or 2005, they were 0 oh and six. They started off the season 0 oh and six. And what day in? Was that that two winner? Uh, let me go back to it. Uh, they also uh, started the season 0 and 4 in what year is this? 2008, and let's see. So they've done it before. Yeah, the so 2005 they finished uh, 2 and 14, yeah, and then it's... 2008 they were. What do you you want to guess what their record was in 2008? Was that the 2 and 14 year? Or? No, it was 8 and 8. 8 and 8. Oh, that is a Texan special right yeah. there at 8 and, that, and 8. And we talk about blessing in disguise. That would be the worst thing ever that he comes back and then they somehow manage to go 8 and 8. 8, eight still the, miss the playoffs. The, you're thinking of the other 2 and 14 season, which is in 2013, where they won the first two and then they lost the rest. That's of right. I love how it's you're thinking of the other 2 and 14 yeah. season. And I, I know specifically uh, when that game, when that losing streak started, it was against the Seahawks on my birthday because I was at the game and I was hyped. I was ready was that the for pick this six game. game. Yeah, that was the pick six game. That's Ooh, what started it all. Brings back rough memories. You know, Texans fans are out there listening right now with their coffee. Like, man, this this coffee tastes like urine right now. <laughs> you know, this what happened to my coffee, Jerry? What what are y'all doing? Because these are all bad memories. You start they thinking are. like. 
How many franchises did we just talk about? No, this is all Texans history. So, and going back to those other two coaches being in town, both of those guys started out 0-4. Capers had one of them, and then Kubiak was the other. Ooh, it comes we, full circle. It feels like it's going to happen, dude. Hey, we're on to something. I'm going to tell you who's on to something. That's our man Lamont, and we're going to go straight to him right now on the HRP listener line. He wants to talk about the Texans' playoff percentage. What's up, Lamont? Hey, man, not just uh, the Texas playoff percentages, but the league. Uh, I've been hearing people, uh, you know, give the percentages of, uh, you know, if a team loses these many games, uh, this is their chance uh, of getting in the playoffs. And then I'm wondering if they – are they basing these percentages on uh, – are they basing these percentages on uh, the old playoff uh, uh, format or this – in other words, what I'm saying is with this extra playoff game, it would seem like – percentages should go up uh you can't just hold that uh you can't hold that um you can't hold the, uh, the playoffs uh constant and then um and then still look at those percentages the same way in other words i'm saying is there an extra playoff game this year yeah yeah no, and it makes sense. Yeah, you're right. It's completely, I mean, the numbers don't make sense. We talk about in gambling sometimes, like, man, w- what does that number have to do with this team when they got completely different quarterbacks, coaches? It has nothing to do with it. You're right. Hundred Six out of 182 teams that start 0-3 make the playoffs. That's 3%. But, yeah, we're going to have to start redoing these numbers if there's an expanded playoff format. I, I mean, that's I never really thought about that, to be honest, it right changes now. The, it changes the, the calculation. I mean, it's, it's, it's mathematics. There's something we can't lie about the numbers. At the end of the day, with this por- format going forward, let's, let's give it like a 10-year sample. I guarantee you in 10 years, it'll be more than 3.2%. It has to be. Math tells you that. Yeah, but one in six, nobody's coming back from that. Not even Billy <laughs> O'Brien. Yeah. If you want to see Bill O'Brien get gone quick like let's i mean one in six he doesn't even need to go to the locker room he j- just walk off somebody needs to uber, pick him up a uber hopefully it happens here at home so they don't even have to fly back with him and let's do it like that you saw the rockets they had trouble in air and altitude they were there was firings going on in altitude or people saying mike d'antoni was gone by the time they had landed it was he was he was gone it was done yeah. maybe that happened with, with o'brien maybe he says you know what i'm not taking the plane back to h-town Good. Beat it. (laughs) Beat it. Hey, we're going to get into more football here because we have plenty of games to get into, plenty of fantasy to get into, and some more gambling on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. I don't blame you, Don. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. I got to let that roll out. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. It's Sunday morning and we're here to get you hype. That's what that music is doing. The man behind the glass, Tyler Sito. To my right, my partner in crime, Josh Jordan. And me, I'm just a little piece of the puzzle named Jerry Bo with a Z. Nose with a Z. All right, let's get into some of these games. But first, let's talk a little bit on the Twitter line. Or actually, I'm Twitch. I'm sorry. We got a couple questions here. Kareem Hunt or Miles Gaskin? If Hunt's good to go, I would start him. Justin Jefferson or Darius Slayton, PPR? 
Oof. Uh, I might take a shot on Jefferson. You think, okay, just to... Because I think, I think Roby's going to be on Thielen. And that's the thing, because say what we want to say about Roby, he's actually been shutting he's down... He's been very good. He's, he's been literally shutting down the guys that, that he covers, so you, you would look somewhere else. Who do you think ends up being the ultimate box score for the Vikings as far as fantasy points? I think it's Dalvin Cook, and I think you know maybe Jefferson gets something going for you there. But I just worry that you know Roby's been erasing these top wideouts. He really has. So if he's on Thielen, and remember, typically back in the day when Diggs and Thielen were on the team together, usually the top corner would still cover Thielen, not Diggs. So I think maybe the same thing applies here to where you know Thielen has more of a rough day because Roby's on him and. Honestly, for fantasy football, I target Roby as a guy that I don't want my receiver going against him. He's played very well this year. What do you make of this stat? The Texans are the only team in the NFL without a takeaway. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense when you watch him each week, right? I mean, you know, Will, uh, doctor, he's our intern here. He did an article on the, the Texans defense and talked about, you know, Whitney Merciless, you know, struggling to set the edge. And that's some of the problems with, you know, the, the running game getting shut down for the Texans. If you can't stop the run, you're in big trouble, especially if, Jerry, they'll go three and out so much. The offense, and they put the defense on the field, and they struggle against the run, and then they struggle even more when they're tired against the run. Now, my question is, as far as the total, do you see it be a high scoring or under? Because the total has gone under in 10 of the last 14 home games for the Texans with an average score of 43.7. Something to keep your eye on. It but is, and it's gone up. It opened at 49.5, and, and it's up to 53.5. Because you got the teams that rank 31st and 29th in points allowed. That's what you have here. A team, Vikings, yards per play, they're fifth. It's yeah. not... It's not their offense. It's the Vikings' defense, the back end, which why I think that Watson has – he's going to cut up today. He's going he's gonna to hit Will Fuller deep. This, this might be when I go to Willie Fuller. Remember last year, yeah. Willie's what his friends call him. I'm Old like, Willie. Oh, Willie Fuller. And whenever I called him Willie that one game, he went off. Before I even got home, I got about a 45-minute drive from here to my house. Before I got home, Willie had two touchdowns. He did. Here's my biggest concern, and we will get to the other games, guys, but with the Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson's kind of fast, right? Kind of. Why doesn't he ever run anymore? Do you remember him running at all against the Steelers? You know, maybe that one pass where T.J. Watt drilled him on the sideline and he wasn't even really running. He was just avoiding pressure and throwing the ball. He's not using his legs. Like Patrick Mahomes, Ben Roethlisberger was using his legs more. And by the way, he... I think he about outran Whitney Merciless on that little scramble from Ben Roethlisberger, who's 38 years old. It's incredible to me. Deshaun, use your legs. What are they doing? I think we have to figure out who Watson is or who we think he is, who we want him to be, where is he at his best. Because, okay, we talk about him as, as a runner, one of the better runners. But then you say... How good of a runner is he? Because he's not even running much anymore. No. And then to consider yourself a good running quarterback, I think that you also have to be able to uh, sustain hits. You, you you have to know how to get hit. You, do you ever see Russell Wilson just get laid out and no. you're just like, oh, my God? No, he, he takes him gently. It's like Sierra's over there just patting him on the back. Lay down, baby. We got eight yards. Lay down. I mean, he never gets he nope. never gets hit stick ever. Why? Because he learned. Cam Newton, those guys, see how, how, how their career has taken, has been shortened? How many injuries? Because he didn't know how to take hits. Yep. Now we say last year, okay, Watson, Deshaun, you have to quit getting hit like that. Maybe run less, but then make up your mind. What do we want him to be? Because is he a guy that we want him to be when the 
when the when the pocket collapses that he knows how to beat the pressure but still square, squares up his shoulders to get it downfield because I'm not sure he's good enough passer to do that. He's not that he's not that precise. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. He's better when we talk about he, he's a good downfield thrower of, of balls 20, 20 yards down plus because by then I think that he, he doesn't have to be so precise. He's got receivers that have speed that can make up for it, and it's usually one-on-one coverage. But if you're telling me that when that pocket collapses – what do you want him to be best at? Running the ball and getting down there because he's going to take hits again. But I'm I'm down for that. That's what you get with a running quarterback. You have to give up one for the other, right? It's a risk. You take a risk with one, but yeah. then you the, the the defense has to risk on the way they contain you. But do we trust Watson to change his game to where okay, don't cross that line of scrimmage so much? They'll beat the pressure, find yourself in the pocket, square up. I don't see that happening. It's, it just doesn't seem like him. I think we need him run, running. He needs to, like Aaron Rodgers runs more than Deshaun this year. It just it doesn't make sense to me. You you want to use both of those things. And we saw it with Patrick Mahomes. He didn't run much in the regular season last year, but when it came playoff time, he was taking off and picking up first downs for them. And then what makes him so good though? You see him break break the po- like when the pocket collapses, you see him break the pressure, but he is just in his own level because he doesn't even have to square his his shoulders to make a good throw. He can just make it. You saw it on that touchdown. Yeah. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't have to. He could just throw it. He can be on one leg throwing it opposite, and you're just like, well, I guess that's. So with him, it's so much different. But again, you could see, you see him when he break when the pressure comes, he beats it. He squares up and he can he can gun it on point. I'm not sure that Watson can be that. And we don't at this point. Let's leave Mahomes alone. He's in his own universe. He is. Okay, we can't compare anything to him anymore. So let's compare everything else that, that we got that can be catch or, or attainable. And I think that Russell Wilson is can be what Watson is. He, he, he can have some of those attributes, but he has to learn how to take hits. He does, and he has to trust his legs and, and, and just pick up that first down. I just want to see more of that. What's the point of having a guy that can run if you never use him? Or at least use him as a decoy. Make make the defense think you might run every now and then. Right now, they know he's not going anywhere. I'm calling it 31, 32, somewhere around there to 28. Okay, I like that. And that's why I felt more comfortable with the three-point spread. I fired pretty heavy on the Texans. I just have a feeling as much as I want Bill O'Brien to go away, this feels like one of those weeks where the Texans are going to come out and win and and act like, you know, and beat their chest because they're one and three. But it feels like that type of week. I'm with you, Jerry. I, I like the Texans here. I like them by three. It gets kind of tricky at the four-point, you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I would take them at three if you can get it on – you know, wherever you place your bets. We like you to place them at my bookie, but that's just us. Twitch is on fire. They say, so would Bob lose his uh, coaching job or GM first, or would it be b- both? <laughs> does he call himself into his own office? How does that work? Remember, we talked about yeah. it. The guy, you go up to the store and you say, I, ne- I need to talk to the manager. And then O'Brien just comes around. He, he goes around aisle eight, comes right back around. Yes. Like, no, no, your manager. And then he comes right back around. That's what's going to happen here. I think... It would be ridiculous if, if they're like, all right, man. But that would be a Texans organization type thing. Like, hey, step back on the coaching. Just stay in office or, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be a very Texans thing. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, Jerry. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully we can bring you to winners. We have about an hour and 15 minutes before kickoff. About 15 minutes. Right at 11, we have everyone's favorite segment, Money on My Mind. Let's get flexy. I don't know what Josh has got in store today, but I need some DFS plays, and you're going to get them here. ESPN 97.5. We the motivating, devastating, captivating, ghost and ray relating, product of the 80s. 
dealing, baby, never regulating, bag accumulating. It would not be overstating to say they are underrated. The product of Brooklyn. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. This is The Bench with John Granado and Lance Erline. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. It's Sunday morning. It's week four. It's time to make some money because that's what we're gonna do here on like we do every single Sunday. Now we say we try to because it's gambling, right? Yeah. It's it's fantasy football. We've we've had our Naheem Hines moment, and then last week he comes back. I told yeah. you that was going to happen. Of I said the coach comes out and says we'll 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 deal with Hines by game script. So then you say, okay, well he's a he's a pass catcher. So maybe in games where where they're going to need him to come back from behind, in those t- in games where they're favored by double digits, they probably won't need him. Well, they did the opposite. So that's what we're here for. That's why we have this show because if it was just about coach speak, then then we would all be right. It would. And look, a lot of people are going to start Rex Burkhead this week, right? Because of what happened last week, you end up chasing points. And we know, we call them Bellatrix, right? With that New England backfield, you don't know from week to week who's going to go. Like, Sony Michelle had 100 rushing yards last week, and Burkhead still went off. And now James White's back in the mix. So a, a lot of these are tricky situations to read, so that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. The phone lines are now open for Stardom Sidem for your specific team, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Go ahead and hit us there, or you can find us on Twitch. We've got a little crowd going on over there, Shout out to all of you for hanging out on a Sunday morning. Hit us up on Twitch backslash uh, ESPN 97.5. Let me start with this one. Jarvis Landry or AP in the flex? I think I'd go with Landry. McKinnon or Tyler Boyd, PPR? I like Tyler Boyd this week. John John Brown or Antonio Gibson, PPR flex? I'll go with Gibson. PPR situation, Miles Sanders, James Robinson or Jarek McKinnon? I like Miles Sanders this week. I do, too. I like James Robinson quite a bit, though. Oh, he's been fantastic. Both of those guys you should be starting every week. How much do you like Miles Sanders? More than Jonathan Taylor, PPR? Actually, I think I do. Yeah. McKinnon or Gaskin, PPR? And Gaskin's been popping up in a lot of conversations. He sure has. Uh, Man, I think I'd go with Gaskin just because I I know more about how many touches he's going to get each week. He feels a little safer. Is it a Tyler Boyd week or is it Odell? Man, that's a tough one. I I really like Tyler Boyd this week, though. And Look, I'm starting Odell in my league. He has a back issue, so that makes me worry about him a little bit. At least Boyd, he's healthy. That Dallas defense has been horrendous. They're terrible, and if if I knew that you know Odell was good to go I might see it a little different I'm taking some chances in uh in in the DFS world on Odell man I, I if if he is all right like, like we we're hoping yep this is a blow-up spot for him this is that 140 two touchdown game because you can get behind that that specific Cowboys defense and they could be chasing points here yeah no I, and it's got the second highest uh over under for the week this it screams points it does no doubt about it Renfro or Ronald Jones flex PPR I'm going to go with Ronald Jones just because we know Fournette's not going to play. 713-780-3776. If you have any questions, go ahead and hit us up. We're going to jump into the games now. Yep, let's do it. All right, the first one on the list here. 
uh, Bears. What do we think about this one, Jerry? Bears, Colts. The game is in Chicago. We got Foles playing quarterback now. So uh, Allen Robinson's got to be pretty happy about that. What do you think about this one? I don't. I, I need to know who this Bears team is before I can make any projections on them, right? Because they could easily be their op- their record could be the opposite. Yep. Now, some people say when Mitch got taken out, it was the worst thing ever because they bet against Mitch, and then Foles comes in and wins that game. If if they let Mitch finish out the game, Atlanta wins. Yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Now you have to say, what does this team feel like? Because it's obvious that the team plays better for Foles. They, everyone saw it. I'm hearing that it was more the front office that was push, pushing that Trubisky because of what they had invested in him and the missed opportunities that they took that they that they missed, you know, of, of drafting him. Yeah. It was more of a front office thing. It was always known that Foles was going to take over. It was a matter of not if, but when. Here we are. Do you think that they're a better team going forward? I do. And I think they did handle that right. Because, look, you drafted Trubisky super high. It would be easier to start Trubisky and if he struggles, bring in Nick Foles than to start the season with Foles and then if he struggles, having to bring in Trubisky and then maybe go back to Foles. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they handled that right. What concerns me here is you asked me about Jonathan Taylor. I do think he has a good game this week. Uh, you asked me to start sit about him. I, I would definitely play him. Uh, you know, some guys I might like a little more, but the Bears defense, Jerry, they're not very good against the run. Typically they are, but not this year. So I think Jonathan Taylor goes off here too. How about his pass catchers? Is it is it a Hilton week? What do we do? Because there's injuries to the Colts wide receiver group. There are. If, if not now, then when with T.Y. Hilton? I mean, he's killing a lot of fantasy. His owners. grandma's got to be pissed. He's, he's you remember upset. last week she, he said that she hit him up, and I don't even recognize who you are. Well, she's got to be pissed right now. No, no doubt about it. So, yeah, you, you kind of feel like the Bears are kind of lucky to be where they are this year. So, But I think Allen Robinson has another good game. How about David Montgomery now that Tariq Cohen is out David Montgomery, a guy that touches the ball 15 to 17 times, now becomes the 20-plus catch or, or touch guy. I mean, you have to – at 20-plus touches, he's a he's a running back one. He is. He's a low-end running back one going forward. You know, you should be starting him every week unless, you know, you have significantly better options. Receiving other than Allen Robinson, anyone else that makes any sense? I mean, you could look at Miller maybe. He ran some nice routes last week. I just – I don't want to overly invest in the Bears offense. You know what I mean? That sounds like a good idea. That's yeah. That's a lifelong, I guess, successful, uh, I guess, advice that you'll take, right? I don't want to rely on the Bears. If you, if, you no. live, if you live by that motto, then you'll do just fine in life. I agree. Let's look at this from a gambling angle now, Jerry. It's, Colts are favored by three. The game is, is in Chicago. Who do you think wins this one? Is this line about right? I think it's about right. Some places are juicing it to three and a half. So I guess money's coming in on the Colts. 51% of the tickets on Bears, but 77% of the money on the Colts that tells you the pros are on the Colts. I don't, I'm not going to bet it. Let's go. You're going to skip this one. All right, let's move on. Saints, they are going to the Motor City. They are in Detroit. Saints favored here, even though they're on the road. It looks like Michael Thomas is out, right, Jerry? Yeah, making me, uh, leading me to believe that this is a game where the Saints are going to look like kind of what they did against the Raiders. Throwing the ball to Kamara constantly? Man, Chris Collinsworth tries to build up narratives to fit whatever his little research has been all week, and he doesn't change it. He kept saying, Breeze is doing a fantastic job getting other guys involved with no Michael Thomas, and you're thinking, this is all he's doing is checking down. He's looking for someone to get it there down there close. Now, no Cook, no Thomas. It's a Kamara blow-up spot. I mean, it, if 
in, in those same things that I tell you, those those optimizers that I use, he is blown. I've never seen a player with the uh, the optimizers hitting the numbers that he's hitting for today. Kamara is going to blow it up. And, and he's really the number one fantasy running back right now. I mean, you can't do any better than him. What about on Detroit side? They got uh, Kenny Galladay back. He did a little something last week. You keep rolling with him. It looks like Lattimore is out, right? Lattimore so, and Jenkins is out. So you have some spots where maybe Detroit can get something going in the passing game. Big game coming for Galladay. I have him all over my DFS lineups. Big game coming for him. Who's going to hold him? We saw how different that offense is when he's in it. It is, and I think maybe Hawkinson, this is a week maybe you can play him. They can get him on some crossing routes, and I think maybe he gets going this week too. Yeah, for sure, and his volume is there. His target share is there. It's just not getting in the end zone as much as you want him to. Okay, and uh, let's do one more before we hit the break. You talked about Hopkins. It looks like he's going to be able to go, right? So we have Cardinals playing the Panthers. The game is in Carolina. Arizona's a three-point favorite here. Um, you know, Kyler Murray wasn't great last week against Detroit, who we just talked about with the three interceptions. You think he bounces back here against Carolina? Yeah, it, I think the uh, main thing here is how he plays against zone schemes, his rushing stats. Okay, so whenever you have a zone, they can face you. Whenever they're playing man, right, they have to chase around. So usually you get the defenders back. Murray, he, his, his numbers spike from 6.0 yards per attempt versus man, 8.1 versus zone. That's the key point here because the Panthers – play over 83% zone. Man. That's that's it's that's where it sticks out to me. That's, okay. That's the number I think that you have to focus on. Okay. And the the other number in player I'd focus on, I think Kenyon Drake. Carolina has been god awful against running backs this year. So this is definitely a good week to bet on him. And the best place to do it, Jerry, is at my bookie, am I right? Exactly. He leads the league in targets and catches for running backs. Go ahead and bet the receptions over. Yes, do that over at my bookie. And guys, Carolina, this goes back to even last season. They really struggle against the run. And my bookie is the best place to do that. And guys, if you haven't set up your account yet, this is the perfect time to do it because they are going to match your deposit. 100% match. So you put in 300 bucks, they're going to match 300. So you got $600 to get gamble with for the rest of the football season it's a perfect way to do it all you have to do is put in the promo code radio and then they match your deposit and you just go to mybookie.ag you set up your account promo code radio boom you're set for the rest of the season all of jerry's all of jerry's plays on twitter you can follow you can bet them on my bookie you will make some money over the course of the season and guys it's not just football it's college football you got baseball playoffs going on right now nba finals tons of stuff to bet on and you want to do it at my bookie and here's why you bet, you win, they pay. It's really simple. A lot of these other websites, you can't get your money out of there. Not with my bookie. They always pay. It's quick. It's easy. And you can do live betting on your phone. It's very convenient. Jerry and I all the time are in the middle of games on our phones making live bets because that's when you can get really good angles. And if you just follow Jerry on Twitter, he's giving out live bets throughout the games. But you want to do it at my bookie, guys. That's where you want to go. Mybookie.ag, promo code radio. You bet, you win, they pay. My bookie. To call into the HRNP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. 